Hello, welcome back to iProperty Radio with myself, Carol Tallon. You can contact us on social media at iProperty Radio or email hello at iPropertyRadio.com. In the PropTech hot seat today is Ross Griffin, founder of Cosmos, the digital QS. Uh, Ross, you're very welcome. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Carl. It's great to be here. Um, so, Ross, ordinarily you're in the uh, you're in the West, but uh, today yeah. you're you're in Denmark. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. So, um, I guess uh, to, to explain that a little bit, uh, Cosmos was founded in Copenhagen uh, in Denmark in uh, 2019, and last year we uh, we opened an Irish office in Limerick. I'm originally from Limerick, so I'm back and forth between the two. So you happen to catch me in in our Copenhagen office today. Very good, very good. So first of all, um, as mentioned, uh, Cosmos, the digital QS, explain to listeners what that is. Yeah, um, from our perspective, uh, it's it's the traditional quantity surveying uh, practice with fo focusing on digital information and digital projects or so digital design, uh, kind of embedding ourselves in the um, architectural engineering uh, digital design process as a kind of collaborative, integrated member of that team. So rather than the traditional model of, of waiting for design information to be sent to you on uh, 2D PDF, um, we're now changing the model slightly uh, where we uh, are ingrained in the design development with the, the architects and engineers uh, consistently and continually looking at the development of the 3D information um, within whatever platform, whether that's that Rivet or, or Archicad or whatever, um, and trying to advise on the quality level of the information in accordance with the BIM execution plan so that we as QSs can use that information uh, when exported in IFC format into our estimating software to develop cost plans, bills of quantities, and so on. So again, rather than waiting to the end, we're now trying to integrate ourselves in that entire development process. So from a QS function point of view, what difference does that make to the overall project? You. Well, there's a couple of things, right? So first of all, uh, as a QS, uh, we're saying that we're moving away from quantity surveying as a kind of process. We're more quality surveyors now. So we're taking information developed by other disciplines to use uh, within the cost planning, cost estimating. Again, the same as we've always done before, except the information is being developed by other disciplines. It's not been, uh, it's not the QS's role now to interpret uh, information anymore. It's, it's their role to take that information to quality assure it and then to use it. So from that perspective, you're improving the quality of design information from day one, week on week with the disciplines. And I must uh, reiterate that with the disciplines, with the architect, with the engineer. So you're adding value to their process as well as they're adding value to your process. Okay. And um, something that I ask most of our guests on the show is because I'm, I'm particularly those involved in projects outside of Ireland, because yeah. I think it's really important for the Irish industry to be honest about assessing where it is in terms of digital adoption um so given your experience um uh, not just in denmark but obviously you work on international projects yeah. where do you think ireland lies in terms of digital adoption um i, I guess there's two areas to that one as a as a national industry I would say that we are absolute laggers in our processes uh, and our adaption of, our adoption of digital design and digital as an as a again as a national um, uh, industry when compared to Denmark, for example, um, in. 
2008, uh, the Danish government brought in their, their first uh, BIM initiative. Um, it has been updated in 2012, 2015, and again recently. So they have now gone through what will be kind of 15 years of digital progression within, as a, within the industry nationally. Now, of course, we have companies that are, are well ahead in terms of a, a global level within Ireland, but that is very, very challenging for companies when working on a national level with, with different stakeholder groups with different knowledge bases and, and, and level of experience. So again, in a, in a national level, I'd say we were for, for sure we're, we're well behind when compared to Denmark, for example. Okay. And but then I'm sure you're aware of initiatives like, for example, um, Build Digital and, and other initiatives by the state, supplemented by the private sector, of course, in terms of driving digital adoption in terms yep. of, you know, off-site and other modern methods yep. of construction. Um, and and actually, whenever we speak to anybody across the MMC chain, they all say the same thing. And that is, it comes back to being involved at early design stage. So we yep. know that pre-construction is where the wins are to, are to be gained. It's where we 100%. need to focus on. Um, it's possibly not where the traditional industry is focused on right now, but it's where we need to get to for best yep. practice. But um, looking at the experiences that you've seen in the Danish market over the past number of years, you know, what have you learned there that maybe you're not seeing in the Irish marketplace? The BIM mandate that is uh, government driven, that is implemented and managed, we, that, ne that needs to happen for starters. We will never catch up or be at the level that, that countries like Denmark are without a, a BIM mandate for public projects. Public investment are, is the largest in, in any, any country. They also have the diversity in projects from small to medium to large, and they have the, the finance to back up the development, not the development of the, the asset itself, the physical asset, but the development and the learning of uh, for all stakeholder groups within that project to increase their knowledge base within digital design and digital delivery. So we need pilot projects driven by government that are, are, are BIM mandated and that are managed relating to that BIM mandate. So un until we have that, I think we, we, we will continually struggle as a national industry to, to bring up everybody, including SMEs and the supply chain in that uh, digital workflow and, and digital way of thinking and, and so on on projects. You know, it's interesting when um, BIM was mandated across all um, uh, UK projects years ago, you know, th there was almost an assumption in the industry that that's what would happen in Ireland. And that yeah. hasn't been the case. And we see now while there's been huge progress made over the last two years, um, it's very academic and it's yeah. academic led, which obviously will have a knock on effect as we're training the next generation of experts. Um, but it's enough being done, uh, I, I suppose, at, at industry level. So, for example, you're talking about the state needing to take the lead in bringing in um, emerging technologies and existing technologies. But there's an element of risk in that. So the state isn't set up to, mm. to understand, to assume risk. So how do we get around that? That's, yeah, you, you have a, a huge challenge there, right? So there is an element of risk in it, but risk at the end of the day is cost, right? So either it's time or it's capex. And they need to set aside capex to allow projects to be development projects when it comes to digital advances and so on. It, so government need to make a decision right now. Is that something that they want for the future? And for us as an industry to be competitive internationally, we have to bring the capabilities up of the entire uh, uh, local industry. Otherwise, you will have 
private companies developing their BIM standards, developing their knowledge bases uh, for the global market rather than the local market, because private sector in itself will only take on BIM partially, to be honest. It really depends, and it's up to developers how they see the value in that. So from a government perspective, they need to set aside a fund for this to keep this going. And the Built Digital Project is a, is a, a great example, but with it cannot be an, an academic task. It has to be practical. We have to bring in the entire supply chain into it. We have to bring in all stakeholders into that development in order to be able to build the knowledge base. And it takes time and it takes years and we're going to make mistakes. That has to be understood. It's not something we're going to change overnight. If you Again, if we reflect back to Denmark, we're 15 years in the kind of digital development process in Denmark. All projects are now digital projects in Denmark. All projects that we work with um, inside uh, in the Danish environment are all BIM projects. We we don't have any traditional projects left, and that's almost down to your one-off housing. So all kind of consultants and stakeholders have now transitioned to the digital approach because it, it's more cost-effective. Uh, digital information is easy to work, easier to work with. Um, in terms of how you procure, it, it's much much easier um, rather than the traditional models. So. It's inevitability that we're now going to have to work towards, but someone has to lead the way, and that has to be government. Yeah, um, you know, and and it's something that I think, I, if we're having this conversation in three years' time, I wonder will you be making the same point, and we'll still be way off that just purely because we know the pressure um, that is on the state to update its procurement models, and yet that doesn't seem to be filtering through, you know, you're talking about the education of the supply chain and what we've seen, by the way, you know, one thing that I've observed across the construction industry is that there's a, a widening gap between those who are, are doing it. Um, they're, they're, um, they're along the journey of adopting new technologies and they're bringing their supply chain with them. So it's not yep. a case of the supply chain being left behind, they're bringing them with them. However, there's a huge gap between those who have and those who haven't. And I'm, I'm surprised at some of the organizations that haven't because mm. they're ones that would have been big names in the industry. So yep. actually size isn't an indicator of who's adopting technology at all. And I wonder how, how, at what extent does the gap need to be before it becomes a gap that can't be closed? Closed. And it will come down to the international market, to be honest. And we pride ourselves in Ireland about export, uh, exporting construction skills and mines and companies and so on. Look at the data center industry, for example. That's a case in point. But if, if we don't become competitive and capable within the digital sphere, we will be left behind. Clients on an international scale will, be, will begin to look at digital projects, and we as a supply chain coming out of Ireland will not be able to supply that. That will become a, a problem for us. And if that becomes a problem, we will not be able to catch up with international uh, uh, industries and international capabilities. It will, the lag behind will be too far to gain for us. It'll take us decades. That's a really worrying, that's a really worrying one. Um, so let's, that, that almost seems like uh, the start of a bigger conversation for another day, but mm. let's bring it back to Cosmos here. Mm. I know that your company offering has evolved in recent years. Yeah. Tell me about and tell our audience about Fifth Dimension. 
so if again if we start with cosmos um our intention was to challenge how we would traditionally deliver projects uh, from a, a quantity surveying perspective and because as individuals we've been working on digital projects for eight or nine years now um we could see that on an international market like like in ireland for example if we were considering us as a danish company we could see that there's opportunity in these markets where where uh, the local supply chain might not have the knowledge and experience on digital projects. So as we were building our kind of standard standards and standardization within Cosmos, as we started, we want to be a cloud-based kind of uh, quantity surveying. So we're a paperless office. We, we do not print paper. Everything is digital, whether it's 2D measurement or 3D measurement, it's, it's all digital. Um, and what we realized when, and we noticed this in over the last number of years was two things. We're very dependent on Excel as a platform or software um, to manage construction budgets and economies and reporting and so on. And Excel is a very manual um, platform. It's, it's it's kind of like the pen and paper of, of the olden days. We've, we've shifted through now. Yes, we're all digitized using Excel, but the next layer is coming. Um, and the second thing we realized is that Companies don't have databases. Companies don't have cost databases. They haven't standardized enough yet. And what we realized was when we started investigating the availability of, of software out there for quantity surveyors in particular, and for companies that understand kind of the quantity surveying practices is that there, there isn't a, a specific or focused uh, software that allows QSs to report digitally, to collect cost information in a standard structured format, and then to analyze that cost information across the different portfolios that they might have or the different building types or subtypes and so on. And the introduction of ICMS, International Construction Measurement Standards, a number of years ago has now allowed us on a global scale to standardize our, our, our cost structures and then being able to analyze cost information, not only on a national level, but across borders on an international level. And it's something we're working with one of our clients with at the moment on their projects on an international scale is because we're using standardized cost structures, because we're using standardized approach to our uh, cost planning, bills of quantities, cost control, so on, it allows us now to look across their entire global portfolio and to really challenge what has been designed and delivered by local teams uh, in terms of the solutions from a commercial perspective to to add more value into their projects, to add more value into, into their delivery and, and hopefully increase their return on investment or offer that cost saving back to the supply chain. So the fifth dimension is basically, is basically this. It's a cloud-based solution where uh, us as quantity surveyors can load cost information from our estimating tools and from that the clients can log on to their dashboard viewing um, uh, level and be able to view within their commercial information relating to either their project their portfolio or their entire uh, business and uh, with that we're able then to create a national or international database of cost information that is can be indexed up to to um, the most uh, uh, recent uh, uh, index depending on where you are of course Course and being able to then look at value creation for clients, companies, and and uh, perhaps again government uh, and and local uh, authorities. You know. Oh, and 
and Ross, you mentioned that in the last year you've um, opened an Irish office. Correct. So who are the tar who are the clients that you're trying to target? I mean, just from your description, it sounds like this um, that the target uh, audience here would be across professional QS and construction QS. Um, but obviously, the stakeholders, the term stakeholders, ha has broadened hugely, and we know that those employing QS services yeah. has broadened hugely over the yeah. past decade. So, who yeah. are your targets in the Irish market? If, um, from a Cosmos perspective or from a Fifth Dimension perspective, uh, oh. both. So for us, uh, Cosmos, we're looking for uh, companies that are that are interested in in a delivery of a digital project process. So pre-construction is our focus. Um, as we mentioned uh, when we opened up the conversation, pre-construction is where the value is created. It is the proactive element of construction. During execution, it's reactive. You're dealing with information that has already been created. You're dealing with contracts that have already been structured. And it really is a proactive uh, approach to managing risk and, and client cost. Whereas in, in pre-construction, you are man managing design quality, contract quality, uh, change management information. So for us, we're looking for uh, kind of strategic partners within the industry, whether that is QS practices looking to a kind of improve their knowledge on digital workflows. We would come in the system on projects or developers looking to really change how they de deliver their pre-construction projects. That's kind of our focus from a Cosmos perspective. From a fifth dimension perspective, that is kind of any developer or any uh, quantity surveying practice looking to standardize and digitize their commercial information. So I'll give you an example. If you had you know, Limerick City and County Council or Cork City uh, Council or Dublin City Council who have a range of schools and they've been collecting cost information on their schools for the last two decades. Imagine how powerful that is, standardized and being able to analyze automatically when looking at benchmarking for the next schools or the risks for the next schools because all your risks have been cat cataloged and categorized and collected digitally. You can run algorithms then that will predict the risk for you and predict the cost of that risk based on that historical information. None of us have that today. And that's what we want to recreate for the future. We want to change what the QS, the quantity surveyor is. We want to digitize the entire workflow so that we can automate most of the analytics that will allow us to advise our clients more strategically and accurately in the future. So that would be the fifth dimension element, right? Um, both large developers and, and uh, local municipalities and, and governments. Very good. Just a, a final question. Uh, for clients coming on board with you now, do they need to have, do they need to be a certain distance along the digital transformation journey? Can you bring them along with you? So we have, uh, we have a couple of clients at the moment that we're developing their digital strategy for them. Now, some companies might, might think, well, a quantity severe quantity surveying practice developing a digital strategy, that doesn't really make sense. Isn't that a digital consultant? But we've partnered with digital consultants to, to deliver these strategies for very large organizations, um, like global organizations as well, not just national here in Denmark, but global organizations. So we would develop that BIM execution plan, but there's a focus on not just the design, it's the 4D, the 5D, so time and cost, the 6D and 7D, which is sustainability and facilities management, and encapsulating all of that uh, within these strategic documents that allows companies and uh, to start from the very beginning of their project and then manage that information development through the design in the pre-construction, through the construction from that delivery from the contractor and right up to the digital handover prior to the operation of the building. 
that all needs to happen early. Otherwise, you need to try and retrofit everything. And that's, that's quite difficult to do. Now, these, these strategies, it, they're not that difficult to implement, to be honest. It's about having the right stakeholders around the table to have the conversations that the client needs to have. So the client just needs to kind of have a vision that they want to change from traditional models. They want to digitize their workflow and their information to become more competitive in order to be able to improve their delivery in the future. A small example would be, imagine we have a, obviously everybody knows we have a housing housing crisis in Ireland. Imagine we were able to digitize everything we've built back in the Celtic Tiger to understand what our cost per square meter is in all the different um, uh, building types and housing types that we've had. Imagine we have that today in order to strategize what we should build, where we should build it and, what, and, and why we should build it. That would be incredibly powerful to us now. So Yes, we can't have it retrofitted back uh, over a decade ago, but we can start today for the next generation and the next, um, you know, uh, push towards uh, uh, residential developments. Very good. And final question, Ross, what advice, uh, what's the kind of, a, what advice would you have for, say, BIM managers who, whatever about the client, are still facing resistance, maybe from the, within their own organisation? Um, I would say that it's inevitable. It's coming uh, regardless. Now, whether it's, it's, it's going to happen within your organization or not, that remains to be seen. But in terms of a, a, a global construction market, it is, it's coming regardless. And uh, there will always be work in the future for, uh, for digital QSs and, 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 and uh, BIM coordinators, for sure, because we're becoming more and more and more digitized um, as a, as a industry we know it ourselves from personally like if you go back uh, two decades look at the phones we carry now they absolutely have us connected and everything is relating to that everything is now in, uh, going into your phone including your your credit cards your key access to your your car your house everything so the principles will be the same for construction we'll digitize the entire uh, project workflow um, in the future and who knows where it's going to be or who knows what it's going to end up, but it is incredibly exciting. So I would say to anybody who's really under pressure at the moment, just bear with it. It's going to change. Okay. Inspiring words. That's great. Um, my thanks to Ross Griffin, founder of Cosmos, the digital QS, and that's it from the PropTech hot seat this week. You can get in touch with the show on social media at iProperty Radio or by emailing hello at iPropertyRadio.com. Until next time, thank you for listening.